Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 156 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, and strategies to help us get the most out of our life and relationships. So welcome to today's uh, episode. Episode 156 is entitled Little Tips That Can Take You Far. Um, I thought I'd do an episode based off some of the um, small things that I have witnessed or talked about, um, having worked now for a couple of decades across many different industries, the things that seem to, um, some of the things, of course, that seem to, that successful people seem to do to get along further in life. And one of the things that really appears to me to make a difference is the fact that successful people prioritize in a different kind of way to the rest of us. So I thought I'd talk about some of the little things that can make a big difference over time. The The, the first element of, again, is, is in the mindset of understanding that little consistent actions really do add to something very, very significant. Um, I guess the first one I sort of want to talk about briefly, because I'll just rattle few, few, through a few, I won't necessarily go into them in any extensive depth, um, uh, but like I said, most of them I think are fairly straightforward. It's just committing to doing them consistently is probably the thing that's the, the one of the biggest takeaways. Um, but one of the elements that appears over time to work better is the ability to um, use comparisons with others wisely. Um, for the most part, what we're doing is we're keeping focused on our vision and our direction. Um, of course, you need to clarify your vision and direction over time and keep checking with that. That's also very, very helpful. But once those steps are in place, we really are continuing to stay under our own skin, keep our focus on ourselves as much as, as much as we can. And where we, when we are looking externally to others, it's for inspiration and not denigration of self. Oh, I'm not like that person, so therefore I'm useless or some kind of, you know, I'll never be like them. You know, it, it, comparisons are very tricky because we're only getting a snapshot of people and often, like I notice, I compare myself to some of the people I greatly admire who are another 10 or 20 years down the career path to me. You know, I'm I'm only in my uh, uh, early 20s, so to speak, in this particular uh, career compared to some of the people that I greatly admire, you know, are 30 and 35 and 40 years down, down the road. Um, so having to be mindful of do we have realistic comparisons on board and are the people are we using the people that are metaphorically in front of us only as inspiration, not to deflate ourselves and, and force us into quit? Um, the other element is, you know, we're recognising and we're getting better at um, streamlining areas of life where if there's certain areas that consistently cause me issues on a daily basis, 
then how can I get more efficient at those? Um, Maybe I waste too much time thinking about what to wear in the morning. Uh, Well, what might help is to select a small selection of clothes that signify professional attire for the self, and then it becomes a no-brainer. These are the work clothes. I'm not agonizing over what to wear. I just, you know, here's what I wear on Mondays. Here's what I wear on Tuesdays. I mean, it doesn't have to be quite that strict, but you think you take away what I mean. Um, that we, we're, we're keeping our choices practical enough but not giving ourselves too much choice in areas where, um, paradoxically, if we've got too much choice and freedom, that's where we can end up making unproductive or unhelpful choices. You know, we've got enough structure. That's the other element. We've got enough structure in our life that keeps us going in a workable direction without making us feel too restricted and resentful. And that's the artistry of, of you know, getting your own self-boundaries and self-structure to a point where it it adds to your life and doesn't end up feeling, if, if we get too restricted, then it ends up feeling pressurized, a burden, and we get resentful. So that would be an indicator that you need to just loosen off a little bit and get your structure just a little bit looser. But if your structure is too loose, then um, we're not as productive as we could be. And the other element of that is when we're sort of hitting our sweet spot of productivity that's something that generally we can do consistently over time. Um, if we're too busy, then we're going to drop out detail. We're going to get exhausted. We're going to get, um, we're going to rise to anger and irritation way more quickly. So those would be indicators that we're, we've got to shave back a little bit on um, activity. And if we become too underactive, I, you know, just speaking purely for myself, I know I crave kind of downtime. But then if I give myself too much or too many days of it, I, I actually get, I, I, I end up in a, in a negative kind of headspace or, or, you know, depression starts to come in for me a, a little bit and, and anxiety increases. So we're finding the right level of activity and inactivity and also really working on what are the, you know, what are, in terms of the activities that I engage in, what are the meaningful um, uh activities especially recreationally that add to my health and mental well-being not detract from it so again um, we're being careful very much about our relationship with alcohol and food and substances and engaging in certain activities in compulsive excessiveness in order to try to um, soothe short-term anxiety but end up adding to anxiety in the long term um so as I say, you know, we're understanding little things done consistently over time uh, work well. We're, we're getting a structure that moves us forward and keeps us on track, but it's not too restrictive. We're continuing to, to work on our, you know, um, the best modes of self-care for self and also making sure that we commit to those regularly. Um, because again, it's, it's the problem with kind of a uh, hyper busy lifestyles. It's very easy to start to make excuses or drop things off. But I think if we've got some parameters and touch points that we know really do make us show up better in our mind and body, um, then as quickly as we can, when we when we do drift from those, we're able to get back to them um, and recommit to the things that um, help us to show up our best, to help us to show up our calmest, most, most centred and, and most in our kind of presence and beingness to take on the world. Um, I think because the more we are in that place of kind of centeredness, the more likely we are to deal both with the immediate moment and strategize for the future in ways that minimize um, 
where we can um, self-created challenges and problems um, because we've got enough to to contend with just with what life will throw at us. Um, so those would be some key kind of pillars that I think uh, are very, very important and, and worth worth kind of considering. Um, just just healthy touch points to to help us get the most out of life and out of relationships, like I said, and show up our best um, when we're dealing with people. Um, uh, so I think, um, although this has been a short episode, um, that's... There's plenty more, um, and I might do another one of these at some point, but I just thought I would um, chop those out. I would probably just add in two more quick ones just as I'm about to close. Uh, as customary to my style, uh, feel the loops are coming to an end, and then all of a sudden a couple more open up. Um, so the two others I, I want to just probably quickly mention that kind of overlap um, is if we're going to worry um, if that's part of our kind of makeup or, you know, it's part of our uh, personality or even we've just got into that habit um, because it, it's a way of managing our anxiety. We feel like we're doing something by excessively cycling, up, cycling over things. Then if we are going to worry, then we need to worry about how we worry. Um, because if I'm going to worry, I want to do that in the most effective manner that I can. So what, what may be uh, useful um, if we're giving ourselves permission to do that, is that we set a boundary, perhaps by perhaps time. I give myself five minutes to worry about this upcoming thing. I give myself 10 minutes to worry about this upcoming thing, and then I'm going to drop it, um, let, you know, hand it over to my intuition and ask my unconscious process and in, intuitive self for help um, on, on this, um, and I'm going to go and engage in other activities um, because again, we're not getting into obsessive overcycling that doesn't actually produce a solution. All it ends up doing is is either winding us up or draining us. So if we're going to worry, um, setting a boundary on how long we do that for is a good way to do it. And the other thing is, if we find that also what helps reduce worry is that we engage in journaling or um, you know, uh, an externalized download. Um, I've got my, on my phone, I think it's my uh, little memo app or whatever it is, where I just, in the, for me, it works in the morning. Some people might need to do something midday or morning, midday and evening, depending on, on you know, how much you've got in front of you and what you, how much you're dealing with in the present moment. But I sometimes find that if I do a download, record, talk into, you know, recorder, a small block of just downloading everything that's on my mind in the mornings, that tends to just clear the mental clutter a bit so that my brain can reset and do, you know, open up the door for more uh, creative pursuits. So, you you know, you can journal everything out of your head. You can, um, you know, draw everything out of your head um, in, in pictorial form or, you know, um, talk everything out. Um, that may be, you know, with... Uh, somebody else you could do that but I find just the convenience uh, when I'm doing my morning walk I just flick on my uh, memo and I just talk out what's in my head in the morning some of those are ideas I'm thinking of some are just random thoughts and others are worries and concerns I just kind of go okay let's let's declutter internally um, so that we can put our best foot forward for the day so that those would be the other two tips that I would just want to add on before the end
So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, if you've been following along the show for a long period of time, my profoundest thanks. If you're joining us, I would be very grateful. If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find the program. Um, and uh, I hope you'll join us on and explore some of the other episodes I've got available. And, of course, uh, the show is available um, at the website, emergestraining.com.au, um, on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, um, and other podcast mediums. Um, and, of course, if you do have any requests about episodes, and thank you for those that have, you know, uh, requested that I do certain episodes um, in the past, um, by all means, reach out, um, contact us at the website. And if I think I can do a little something on the topic you've requested, then I'll, I'll put something together. Um, so thank you very much. Really hope you get uh, food for thought from the episode that you can take away and use. Uh, but it really does seem to make a difference when we when we consistently engage in certain useful activities um, goes a long way towards achieving those long-term goals and visions. So until we're with each other on an, another episode, thanks for listening and bye for now.